Welcome to Perfectly Adequate, the podcast that tells real-life stories that show you how we got from here to there. So this episode is not our normal, this is not the huge format. Right. This is more of a get to know you, FYI. I mean, this is where you get to know Sarah and Eliza, that's who's talking. So, the end. We're your friends that you're going to listen to at least once every other <laughs> week, and you're going to know a lot about us, and we will not know anything about you. <laughs> and that might be fun or terrible, depending on how it makes you feel. Um, I feel like... I was thinking about, I feel like, so the, the where this initially came from was I was thinking about how when I graduated from college, I wished that I could just sit down with a bunch of people who could tell me in the most plain sense how they got from here to there. Like, it seemed like everybody was like, yeah, you'll graduate from college and you'll just figure it out. It'll be great. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. That's cool. But like, I'm living the everyday of what it feels like to have literally no idea what the stage of life looks like. Like, you move away, you don't know what's going on, whatever. So that was where this started from. I mean, it's super important, I think, that a lot of people probably go through a similar thing where you just sort of like, you know, your whole life is sort of mapped out from when you're a kid. You're going to go to elementary school from this time, this time, high school from this time, this time. If you're somebody who your your parents preach higher education, you're going to go to college. And then all of a sudden, it just sort of stops. Or like the expectation is just this like, well, you, then you'll get a job and you'll just be a member of society for the rest of your life, which is kind of a scary thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, what kind of job? I feel like before before you get the job, it's pretty like if you do the whole like elementary, middle, high school, college thing, everything's in increments. You know what to do. The biggest decision you have is like, should I eat in this cafeteria or should I eat out and get pizza tonight? Like... I mean, there are a lot of other bigger decisions, obviously. That's simplifying the whole situation. But, all right. Well, should we ask each other some questions? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm excited. to. So, just so everybody knows, we um, we just came up with a list of questions for each other. We have no idea what we're about to ask each other. So, I'm really interested, Eliza, to see what you came up with because I hope mine aren't like crazy too too intense like then i will refuse to answer them obviously <laughs> i don't have alternates <laughs> well you'll have to think of something on the fly that if they're terrible all right all right deal <laughs> okay i'll go first okay all right question all right. number one <sighs> what are you passionate about <laughs> really that's the question all right, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about so many things. I feel like that the phrase multi-passionate has just been overused frequently. I've actually never heard that before. You've never heard the phrase? I feel like everyone's like, yeah, I'm multi-passionate. And um, so I, I am hesitant to say that, but maybe that's whatever. I have a lot of things I'm passionate about. I'm very passionate about my faith. I'm passionate about productivity. I'm passionate about design, craft design. Sarah and I went to school for graphic design. Oh, I'm passionate about direct communication. That's true. I'm passionate about my Bernadoodle. His name is Bravo. He's a good boy. He's an he's a good boy. He's an angel baby face. <laughs> um, two things are coming to mind that I'm particularly passionate about. 
like human interaction so i'd put like the direct communication with that like how humans interact like i love a good like what are you not like straight up psychology book but like i get what you mean sociology maybe and so that and then habits improving improving self things you can do to that i mean i would say also like the third one i mean i yeah i i'm a christian i live my life through my faith so that's like yeah i'm almost like separating that because that's like you know that's like all of me that's what my whole life's about fair what it feels like so but it's good to be passionate about that right yeah i honestly i don't feel like you could live that life if you weren't passionate about it right (laughs) yeah no that's you know that is that's me so maybe those two things are coming to mind right now but i mean tomorrow you might ask me and i might say something totally different so hard to say that's what that's like one of your best qualities everything it just you know keeps changing and keeps it interesting (laughs) i love that thanks sarah Okay, so now I ask a question, right? Yeah. All right, Sarah. Question number one. What's something you cannot stand? As somebody who I've recently discovered, like my entire life, I have tried to be like, no, girl, you are an optimist. I have recently come to realize that I am not. I'm actually a pessimist. Oh. oh. I I totally, if somebody was like, put like a glass of milk and they're like what would you say that this is i would be like it that's half empty for sure without a doubt that's me i don't know if that maybe like i wasn't that way before anyway so i could think of a million things that <laughs> i that i can't stand okay but i think that one of the things that i can't stand maybe the most is lack of communication and and I wouldn't even say that it's like something that I would say that I'm really good at because I think I frustrate myself sometimes anyway because I'm not always a great communicator like I respond to text messages like emails I don't respond to emails like I just (laughs) (laughs) like I don't I don't know so you know I I think like in, in my marriage, in my friendships, in it's like I always just want people to feel like they have a safe space to communicate. And when someone's not able to do that, that really that really bothers me. I always just want people to feel like they can voice what they need to voice and say what they need to say without feeling criticized or that, you know, they're going to be jumped on. So I think that's probably something that bothers me the most. Yeah, no, I love that. I That shocks me that that was your response. What did, what did you think I was going to say? I really had no idea. That's like the fun part about like, yeah. I challenge everyone that's listening to this, grab your friend, grab your spouse, grab whatever, make a list of questions and ask them. Because as I was writing these, I was like, I don't know the answer to half of these. And I have known Sarah for like, what, eight years? That's... Okay, that's literally like when I was writing my questions, it's like I know the questions that you would like to answer. However, I feel like I don't know the answer. So it's good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is good. All right. All right. It's your turn. Next question. Okay. What's something crazy about you that not very many people know about? <laughs> so I have, I have to I have to say what I'm about to say. So... <laughs> I, my first job out of college, I worked at a nonprofit and the, like the first day I worked there, we all had to come into like a big conference room together. There was like 40 people that worked there 
and everyone just went around and like shared like a fun fact or something surprising about them or something like that and um my boss still hasn't let me live this down and this is the answer to your question which is i (laughs) i am missing five permanent teeth why i chose to make that the thing that i told a bunch of people that have never met me like i could have said something that mattered right you know like like i like i've i don't know something something more interesting like i grew up in a really small town you know something like that but instead i said i'm missing five permanent teeth which i am i am missing they're just not there and but like no but i feel like we should then if this was like a video i would want a picture of me to show up where it shows that all of my teeth are intact like they just they were all like molars so you can't tell but um i also don't have any wisdom teeth so i like to say that i'm the next generation of human because i just didn't have any in my head they're not level up so maybe you could say i'm missing nine permanent teeth which then is that a record also did you know that not having all your teeth is very hereditary i actually didn't know that yeah so my kid might have like two adult (laughs) teeth (laughs) they will be born and they'll have the two front teeth that come out they'll just straight american girl doll it for the rest of their life (laughs) can we just talk about that that american girl doll teeth there's just like the two in the front i always that always bothered me it's like why do they look like this <laughs> you couldn't they can't see your face Sarah. you have to tell them she just made like a chipmunk face everybody like okay everyone google an american girl doll right now why do their teeth look like that like and, and if you had an american girl doll you know what i'm talking about nobody was like you know what I'm jazzed about? This $80 doll that's teeth are literally like. <laughs> I just Googled it. I just Googled it. Also, how um, how much do they cost now? I got to find out. Because when we were young, like, I remember, like, thinking maybe slash, like, knowing, like, they were expensive. But now I wonder, like. I think they're, like, $100 for the me dolls. Oh, man. I can't see those. Oh, it's 115 girl. They've gone up. Weren't they like 80 when we were? I mean, that's. Yeah. I remember when I got my Samantha doll, she was like $85 and I had to wait until I was like eight years old. It was a really big deal. And I was like, I'm very responsible. I'm going to love this thing. Like, and some people were like, don't pull the strings on the back of her head or her head will pop off. And to this day, I will not touch those strings. And Samantha's worse for wear right now. She's like winky eyed, like one eye stays open. Isn't it also kind of spooky staying on the American Girl doll topic? How when they lay down their eyes closed? I mean, oh, it's yeah. like really cool, but like also kind of like terrifying. Oh, a totally. 100%. Yeah. Do you know how many times? So my American Girl dolls didn't sleep in my bedroom with me because you know how many times I was like, what if she just like sat up? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, this is a perfect segue into my next question. Are you ready? Are you going to ask me what I'm afraid of? No. Oh, close. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Are you a superstitious person? Oh, I am. Oh, I'm very stitious. As somebody who would consider (laughs) themselves a Christian, I am unfortunately undeniably stitious about certain things. Like, I will not pick a penny up if if it's not heads up. 
the tarot card thing you know that I don't like tarot cards I'm very stitious of those I don't trust them there's a lot of things that I'm stitious about I literally had that question out here because I just was like it's something that's always made me laugh about you. I'm just not superstitious at all. And so I've always just found it so comical, the things that you're like, oh, yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Just makes me laugh. All right, your turn. All right. My next question is, got to unlock the iPad. Ooh. Oh, Eliza. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Favorite book of all time? Oh, I can't answer that question. Top three. Top three? <laughs> oh, Sarah. <laughs> It's just going to be, it's going to make me, this This question makes me upset. Here's why. Okay. I'm just going to remember like the top three in the past like year, but like it could never possibly be. I just could never get like the full picture, you know, because it's just been too long. I don't keep a reading journal. I should. I love to read. But you don't have like a book that you specifically remember that you read it a long time ago. You specifically remember it and you're just like, Man, that was a good book. Two things are coming to mind. I loved Harry Potter when I was a kid, but like I read them, I finished all of them by the time I was 13, and I haven't reread them. I also remember this is it's ridiculous. I read these books called Dolphin Tales, like Incredible. in the third grade, and I loved Dolphin Tales. I also just had a dolphin obsession for a period of time, so that was a highlight. But I also, I love the um, books by Austin Cleon. What does he write? His last name. He writes like these little. I literally am looking at them right now. Um, one's called "Keep Going," one's called "Show Your Work," and one called "Steal Like an Artist." Oh, they're very creative, like funky books. Yeah, I really loved those. I mean, I could talk for like ten years about books. I also I just read Jenna Kutcher's book. So good, so good. It's called "How Are You Really?" I know a lot of people that would not like the book. And they would not like the book because it's very story-based. It goes on and on. It's more like, not theoretical, but it's it's very much about her life. But it just, just has really thought-provoking things in it about how you live your life, what you choose to spend time doing. That's one of my favorites I've read recently. Yeah. And the um, cover. So I followed this designer for a few years at Brighton Maid. Have you heard of Brighton Maid, Sarah? I don't think so. Hold on. Let me pull up their Instagram. Okay, she does the most fun, like, indie, feminine branding. Anyways, she did the book cover, and it's just really fun. So, there's my book talk. I love that. Okay, your turn. Sarah, tell me about your husband. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so my husband's name is Jake. Um, Jake and I met. We went to school together. We grew up a block apart. Well, we met in third grade and we didn't much care for each other. And if you ask him about what he thought about me in third grade, his response would be that he liked it if I would like cry on the playground. And then we got to sixth grade and like going out, like his mom would drop us off at the movies and we were 11, 12, March 17th, 2007. And then we just stayed together and now we're we've been married for five years as of this year (laughs) that is just wild that's like yeah it's sarah and jake are the couple that you think only exists in movies because i feel like high school i mean middle school sweethearts i mean there's just that doesn't happen you know it just doesn't it was I think about it a lot, to be honest, because, of course, it's me. I've got to think, I've got to overanalyze, like, everything. And 
a lot of times I would think like this is not normal we genuinely wouldn't be the people that we are today had we not been in each other's lives which is really interesting Mm -hmm. like we molded each other sort of into I, I, I would like to say like molded each other into exactly who we needed whenever we need that person Mm -hmm. um yeah but he's literally the exact opposite me i'm like type Mm -hmm. a intense try to be organized um and he is none of he is if there's a type c (laughs) he is not that he is that he's a type c and we just got we like perfectly balance each other out i love that all right go girl all right this is my favorite one for you what's something important that you learned in your 20s Oh, okay. Really just really just driving it home with the questions here. We just had to get real real. Okay, I might have two. That's okay. First one. Okay, I was in a really bad relationship and there's so many things I learned from that, but a huge one is just that no matter how terrible you feel in a moment, it can and it inevitably will get better and something better will be on the other side. That's the most general thing ever. That was a huge thing I learned. I also learned through that that you cannot put people in categories based on how they respond to your pain. I had a lot of people in my life that with very different reactions, right? People that were really angry people that were really sad for me, people who were just trying to cheer me on and be on my side. And at the end of the day, all of those people really cared, but a lot of them showed it differently, but that didn't mean that it was better or worse, even though in the moment, right, when I was choosing to be in that relationship, the people that were cheering me on felt better. But looking back, it was like, it was a much more even playing field. So those are two big things I guess from the negative relationship the other thing is just again I feel like a very generic thing for your 20s but just that no one else can define what makes sense for you they just can't and you have to figure that out and that's might be really gnarly to figure that out or it might be you might get out of college and the first job you have might be like the thing and I'm not just talking about jobs I'm talking about you know everything from your faith your relationships your family the things you choose to do in your free time you just really have to figure it out and that's I think that's a cool part of your 20s is that you you have the chance to do that but you also do your whole life I feel like it's just that a lot of times people go through a lot of change in their 20s so it comes out more so yeah I feel like your 20s is so unique in that a lot of times I mean I guess it really depends on who you are I feel like in our experience our 20s are unique for us because we are young we are it's not that we're single necessarily but it's like you're going through life in your 20s truly trying to figure out like who am I and you don't have to put that off you know because you have um kids or something like that like you can really get to the root of it and figure out what that means for you to your point I I don't think those are generic answers at all I mean there's a reason that you hear those a lot and it's because it's true right yeah yeah well way to just really bring it to a a serious place okay we're not gonna do that again here i'm just kidding all right serious question cats or dogs oh my god dogs okay hands down 
always dogs. <clears throat> I want everybody to know that I never had any pets growing up, and my husband really wanted a dog once we moved to Wisconsin, and so we bought a house so that we could buy a dog. We bought a whole house <laughs> so we could get a dog. <laughs> And I was like, this is ridiculous. And I was definitely one of the people that was like, the dog doesn't belong on the furniture. Dog doesn't belong on the bed. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to set boundaries with this dog. And then we got Harper, who is the light of my actual life. I am obsessed with my dog. I think she's perfect. She's beautiful. She can be on any piece of furniture she wants. I encourage it. I want her to be in the room with me whenever. And if somebody was like, oh, oh. do you have any pictures of, of your dog? And be like, I, how long do you have? I've got <laughs> so many pictures. I've got pictures. I've got videos. I've got slow-mos. I've got still shots. I like never understood it? when people like when we were in college and they would bring those dogs to the library and um oh girl you didn't understand i didn't like that? i didn't get it i was like oh that's sweet like we can go pet dogs like they're cute or whatever but and then people would be like oh i miss my dog so much and then like now as somebody who owns a dog mm -hmm. and i go somewhere and there's another dog and i get to pet <laughs> them and i don't have my dog with me i'm like i don't know how these people survived four <laughs> years away from their dog it like wrenches my heart out to even think about putting my dog in doggy daycare for eight hours during the day and then to think about like four years oh no i would never have made it this has come at the right time in my life and next year i will have another dog because i have to get my dog a dog oh my god she needs a sister not a human one a dog one who knew that the question cats or dogs would go down that sort of place i mean i did know that's why i asked but I want you to tell me about your husband. Oh, that's cheating because I already, I just asked you well, that. My question was, why are you doing this? But you said that. Okay, Austin, his name is Austin. He's a big sweetie. He and I are also very different. Yeah, Austin's a much more relaxed person. He's a very driven person. He's a very disciplined person. I admire his ability to be disciplined. He loves to run. He loves to hunt all of the animals, all of them, deer, and squirrels and ducks and things i don't hunt so don't ask me any questions about that um but he really likes to do that um he's from the up he's a youper he's lost his youper accent if you don't know what a youper is a youper is in the up of michigan the upper peninsula of michigan oh he can turn it on though he can though yeah for sure he for sure can but when he first moved down here like he said phone uh home <laughs> uh alone like his o's were just like out of this world like he sounded semi-canadian but now it's kind of gone so anyways um but yeah i am hashtag blessed he's great austin's austin's a sweetheart mm -hmm. and like yep. i know everybody would say like oh my husband's a sweetheart but like jake and i literally <laughs> all the time say to each other like who's the sweetest <laughs> man you've ever met it's austin hands down <laughs> no questions asked oh he yeah he really yeah he's also he just has like a level of being both a child and a very old man at the same time wow that's true yeah like he loves to play euchre he loves to watch andy griffith and bonanza he <laughs> loves old stuff 
But he also, like, if you bring that man to a pool, like, he will have shriveled fingers and toes like nobody else there. He'll be in the water all day. Yeah, and he just, yeah, he's got a lot of energy. Something I love about Austin is he's down for anything. Oh, yeah. We chronically in social settings, someone's like, do you want to fill in the blank? Austin's like, yeah, I'm like, I'll just stay (laughs) back here. Yeah, it's, I, I should try to be more fun. Um, I think I just have one last question, which is, what do you like about yourself? (laughs) So real story about this question. So I met this girl in Grand Rapids. She just moved here and we hung out, never met her before. We went on a walk. She asked me on the walk, what do you like about yourself? I was like, ah, and then she, and then I just, I don't know. I just like, I, I literally was like, no one has ever asked me that question. And she was like, just, just answer it. And it took me a long time, like, which made me like probably something wrong with that. Like, you know, it's not something I often think about. Like, what do I like about myself? But I mean, you should like things about yourself. So here I am asking the question. It also was just the most fascinating conversation after that about how I responded and then how she responded. But anyway. Did she have an immediate answer? Yeah, she did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it is. A, I mean, it's a good question. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this is where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in closing, everyone have a great evening. Um, <laughs> have a great day. That's such a good, it is a good question. It's a good question. It's a hard question. Curious, Mm -hmm. and I promise I won't piggyback off of your answer. What did you say? I don't remember. What, do you not actually like that about yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. I think I asked her, like, classic Eliza, asked her for, I wanted her to clarify the question if she was looking for something specific. So I was like, do you like mean like things I like about myself physically or like attributes? And she's like, oh, whatever, you know, whatever you like about yourself. And I was like, that doesn't help me. It's not very specific. Um, and so I think I said I liked my blue eyes. I think that was one of them. Hey, that's a great trait. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's just low hanging fruit. Like my eyes are blue. I think they're nice. I mean, you know. Well, but they're everybody. I just want to clarify here. Her eyes aren't just like blue, like like, oh, she's got blue eyes. Like they are actually quite beautiful. They are very striking. (laughs) They're on a lighter, like a lighter blue side. They are nice eyes. That's okay. Okay. That's a good Mm -hmm. one. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So I said that I think I think I might have said that I'm driven. I think that was Mm -hmm. that's a good one. That might have been it. I don't... Anything I said after that, I, I, I basically blacked out. I don't know. I don't remember what I trauma, said. Trauma, trauma. <laughs> it was just It was just too much. It was too much. And now I'm asking you the question. I like to make people suffer. Man. I have actually... This is interesting. So just in general, it's, it's actually... Okay, we can cut this part out. But like, it's actually kind of quite sad. Like, I feel like I realized when I was like 23 or 24 maybe that like I I I think that I hate myself like there was just nothing that I found redeeming about who I was as a person that I just generally felt like you know I'm overall a failure I'm not the person that I expected myself to be because I had no expect like my expectations were exponential and I was not meeting these said un 
unattainable because they were never defined expectations. Um, so since then, I've really been on a journey to sort of define one, what are my expectations of myself so I can be the person that I want to be? And two, why why do I hate myself? You know what I mean? So I'm trying to change that narrative and and be better about having a relationship with myself, like being not my abuser anymore, but like my comforter and my own friend. So if I think about what do I like about myself, I think that I like, I've heard from people that that I'm easy to talk to. And that is something that I, I do think is true and I like that about myself I want to be I mean it you know goes back to one of the first questions you asked like I want to be somebody that people feel comfortable talking to and I not necessarily am a super social person but I like to be able to make somebody feel happy and if they just need like someone to talk to or an ear to listen to I love to do that and I love to make people feel included. So I think that, you know, I maybe have like really friendly intentions behind my interactions and I like that about myself. I hope that I don't become jaded one day and lose that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, you obviously will have to decide if you want to keep this in or cut it out, but I think that response is incredibly relatable for a lot of people. Like, hate is a strong word, but I think most people I know have had at least moments where they're like, I don't like a lot of what's going on here right now, you know? And then you have to figure out how to turn that around. I also think, like, that's just a beautiful statement you said about um, becoming your own comforter and your own friend, because that's just a very, it's a very worthy thing to do, you know? Like, you, you've only got this one life you might as well like yourself I also think one thing that was fascinating that um you said just now which I remember doing when um this girl asked me what I like about myself is you said I've heard other people say about me (laughs) yes right like that's so much more comfortable than saying straight out I like this about myself so I will say this this girl is very confident and she's um I respect her greatly for that and she when I asked her what she liked about herself, she was just like, she had the things. She's like, I like this and this and this. And I'm good at this and this and this. And I was like, and she was like, and I know you're really good at stuff too that you didn't just say. Like, you know, and you know, like that's, you know, that that's, but that's part of, you know, like the, you know, being your own friend, your own comfort or whatever. But it's all, it's also like way easier. Like, definitely. Yeah. If, if everyone else just told me what I was good about myself, I'd be like, cool, cool, cool. That's perfect. I love all those things. It's so interesting too, that like that, that compliments make us uncomfortable. And I think like we so much associate being, uh, giving ourselves pat on the backs with being like conceited. It's okay to say that you are good at something. Like if somebody gives you a compliment, it's okay to just say, thank you. Instead of like, oh, well, I didn't it wasn't me it's like no 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 own it you did do you did put in the work like it's okay and that doesn't make you full of yourself that's just you accepting that you did a good thing and that's that's great right and conversely it's okay if you're absolutely horrendous at something for instance i 
am not someone who can catch anything that is thrown at me. <laughs> so that takes me out of pretty much most sports <laughs> as being a contender or anyone that's anywhere near useful. And that's okay, you know? It used to be like, I used to be like, man, I really wish I could like <laughs> catch a basketball. I know what you're thinking. Basketballs are huge. You're telling me you couldn't catch a basketball? I don't know, guys. I just have this, like, just a stress when there's just an object flying at me. Like, that's got to be natural. That's, yeah, I think that's normal. There's just a bunch of people in the world that have somehow overcome the stress of flying objects. I have a question for you. <laughs> what? Could you catch a yoga ball? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> maybe i don't know we'll have to test that that'll be a future podcast. yeah yeah you know no i could catch no but i think i could catch a yoga ball <laughs> they're pretty big they are I mean, very yeah. big mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah this is a really good intro episode i hope that everybody feels like they got to know us a little bit better and if you don't just a sample keep listening <laughs> right just just a sample <laughs> Just a sample. Are we going to tell the people how they can... The people. <laughs> Maybe nobody listens to this. It's just you and I talking to each other. But how can the people get a hold of us? Oh, that's a good one. We'll eventually have like a better way to do this, but... Uh... You can check out the notes. If you want to get a hold of me, you can follow my Instagram at the Sarah Gray. And if you DM me, I probably won't see it. So... <laughs> comment on one of the photos that i post once a Why year you see it because i never check my dms sarah um you can follow me on instagram at eliza kate co e-l-i-z-a-k-a-t-e-c-o okay we should probably end this thing so um signing off this is this is eliza and this is sarah and this was a wild ride <laughs> thanks for coming everyone <laughs> literally saluted and and should i just stop it yeah <laughs>